I'm Dave Legere of Woodhall Press, and you've tuned in to publish this over lunch with Woodhall Press. And I'm joined today by Beth Marie Reed, author of Pulling at the Stars. Uh, so Beth, tell us uh, who are you and what's Pulling at the Stars? Yeah, so um, I'm a mother of two girls and I'm an artist. My medium of choice is visuals and photography. Um, and I'm a writer. And I'll be finishing my MFA with Fairfield University, yay, um, next month. So I'm really excited about it. All right. So I'm just, I'm going to jump right into it because yeah. I got some, I got some questions for you. Uh, you know, I worked with you on Pulling at the Stars. Yeah. And one of the things that I was always taken away with was just, uh, it's so high energy and this fast paced plot that almost kind of leaves you uh, breathless by the end, right? So does writing energize or exhaust you? And kind of a follow-up question, what do you want your reader to come away with after finishing your book? What do you think? So it really depends on the scene that I'm writing, whether it energizes me or exhausts me. I would say most of the time it energizes me because I feel like when I'm writing, I'm actually living my truth. Like this is what I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be. So I feel it's very energizing for me. But if you've read the book, um, you'll know that there's some scenes in there that are a little difficult to get through while reading it. Well, it was like equally as difficult to get through while writing it. Um, one scene in particular, I had to write like one or two sentences before I had to put it down and then just walk away come back mm -hmm. more. It's really difficult to get through. So like those scenes, the really kind of trauma, like traumatic scenes, those, um, those drain me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can feel that. You know, you just, it, it's bringing that energy into the writing. I always just assume, you know, it's exhausting. Even when I'm, I'm doing my own writing, I'm trying, you put so much of yourself into it, right? That uh, it, I, for me, I get exhausted after I'm, I'm writing. Energized, but exhausted. Uh, but so that sense of finality, right? You've, you've got this book, it's written, uh, but is it ever really finished, right? You've, you've, done the, you've done the work, but do you ever really want it to be finished? You know, and following that thought, right? It's that whole, uh, do we actually crave completion or is it that whole journey before destination? What do you think? Yeah. Um... Heavy. It's like, yeah, that's a heavy question for noon, but like it was kind of what was in my head when I was re thinking about this. Right. <laughs> I feel like when I'm writing it and kind of just getting the story out, I have this sense where I just want to get it done. Like, I just need to get this finished, you know? So I have that sense of, I just want to complete it. But then once yeah. it's done and out on paper, I feel like that's actually where most of like my artistic abilities kind of come out because I need to move things around or add things in or take things out. That's really when I can really play with it. And that is the part that I feel like is never finished. <laughs> yeah. I just, I yeah. Keep, you know, it's like ever changing. Um, so I guess it's kind of a little bit of both. It depends on where you are in the process. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I feel like, you know, as a writer, um, I never really finish. Uh, I mean, I have some things I go back to all the time that I published years ago and I'm still caught in those worlds. And a lot of times I end up finding myself rewriting things that I wrote years ago, because for me, I, the, the completion of it is almost, it feels good in the moment. And then there's like this wave of 
maybe sadness that it's over. Um, you know, I don't know. Everybody's different on it, but. <laughs> All right, so changing gears slightly. Uh, experts say networking, right? It's the secret sauce to life. Everybody, it's networking, networking. So how do you feel about that, right? What are some authors that you're friends with um, and how do they help you become a better writer? Hmm. So it's kind of a cliche, but everybody always says like an entertainment and I'll throw, you know, writing in with entertainment. Um, yeah. It's yeah. all who you know. And it's, it's kind of the same, you know, it, it really is kind of about who you know, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, and yeah. it's kind of a double-edged sword too, because people who are lucky enough to meet the right people, you know, have a great story to tell, yeah. can get their stories. But I feel like there's so many authors and so many stories that are left unheard because they don't have access to the right people. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like a double-edged thing there for me. Um, I was lucky enough to meet you. So that's great. True, true. So, you, you know, it, it's weird because uh, I was talking to somebody about uh, networking recently and um, it's almost kind of a dirty word because when you say networking, it has a, a sense of, um, you know, uh, lack of authenticity almost like it's, it's usury or something. Uh, and I, I don't really like the word networking. Instead, you know, I've, I, what I say always in the classroom and something I've tried to do is, is foster actual genuine uh, friendships. And if those friendships can in some way open doors later for either you or them, then that's, that's wonderful. Um, but if it's a one-sided deal, you know, then it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. And, I, and I've had a number of people who on LinkedIn, right? You, you probably get this too. The, um, hey, uh, give me your time. Uh, talk to me Tuesday. And it's sort of like, I don't, I don't know you. I've never met you, but you are trying to network with me, but you're not doing it in a genuine way, right? It has to come from both sides. Like, you don't know anything about me. You didn't try to forge a friendship. You literally just expect me to give you my time. And I, I always thought that was a little weird. So networking is something that's important, but I also think it's kind of a dirty word. I uh, with you, and you know, <laughs> Like I have befriended a lot of authors, even here on Instagram, I started doing some follow loops um, and meeting authors in my community too has been really cool. And I'll just, I pulled some books out from my bookshelf just from authors that I was like networking with huh? and, uh, <laughs> you know, getting to know, but there's this one guy, he actually lives in Australia and he reached out to me through. So I don't know if he'll watch this later, but um, I have his book. And so I did a um, thing on Instagram about his book. I read it. It's a, I guess, like a self-help book. It's really cool. It's a workbook. And then Jennifer LeBlanc, I read her book. She was kind enough to gift me with this book. And I did a little write-up in Positive Lit for her. Uh, Kristen Morgan, she lives, like, two miles from my house. <laughs> so we've gotten together a few times. I read her book. I gave her a great review on Goodreads. Susan Davis, she's part of the MFA program, gave her a great review on Goodreads. Brooke Adams Law, she just get, sent me this in the mail. She's got a story in Chicken Soup for the Soul. And the list goes on. Matthew Dix, um, he is, has written so many books. He lives up two miles that way. <laughs> and my husband teaches with his wife. I mean, just the list goes on, and you have to support each other. I'm showing you their books because I went out and got them, you know, and I gave <laughs> reviews. And 
I feel like mm -hmm. if you are going to do this networking thing, if you are going to make friends, it's exactly what you said. You're going to get back yeah. what you give. So if you're going out and you're buying their books, they might turn around and buy yours. They might recommend yours to a friend. You know, you can't just kind of sit back and relax like, okay, everyone's going to buy my stuff. No, like you got it. You guys do <laughs> too. You know what I mean? Go on Instagram and like other people's pictures. Don't just expect people to like yours. Exactly. And what I love is that, you know, I love that you're, you're mentioning all these authors because it shows that you support the community. And that's why the writing community is so strong, right? Because writers support one another. And uh, I, I, love, I love seeing that. That's good. <laughs> uh, you know, and speaking of, of uh, kind of this support system, you've done these, you know, this is kind of like kind of off, but not completely because you're getting me thinking when you mentioned Australia, you've traveled like everywhere. Um, you do these, I call them the literary pilgrimage, right? You've, you've been all over. Um, why, right? You know, like what's, can you speak more on that? Like where have you gone? Uh, where are you going? And, you know, just how has it shaped your writing, right? These, these pilgrimages, starting with one, right, in Pulling at the Stars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pulling at the Stars, I lived in New York City for a number of years. I lived in the Pacific Northwest for probably about half a year. So I feel like it's tough to write about a place that you've never been to. It's tough to write about a culture you've never submerged yourself in. Um, so it's important to visit those places. And when Pulling at the Stars came out last summer, I was in Iceland because my next novel takes place in Iceland. Um, yeah. Well, half of it takes place in Iceland. And um, I wouldn't have been able to write half the things I've put into my new novel had I not gone to Iceland and actually experienced it. Like for example, wow. um, it's great to see pictures of these beautiful lava fields online if you look them up iceland has these like hundreds of years old lava fields um you're not really allowed to walk on the moss and like all these things you can look up all that stuff it's all information that's it's public knowledge but when i went there i got out of the car and um the person i was with she was an icelandic woman she turned the car off she goes i want you to hear something i said turn the car off and then as soon as the motor stopped i went like I was completely blown away at the sound of nothing. <laughs> never heard the sound of nothing until you've been in an 800-year-old lava field in Iceland. And that's something mm -hmm. you can't experience on the internet. You have to go there and experience it yourself. It is the wildest experience. You think that you've heard nothing sitting alone in your house, but that's not nothing. Go to that lava yeah. field <laughs> and hear nothing. <laughs> I am. I'm in awe of these literary pilgrimages. Uh, you know, I'm kind of the opposite in some ways. Like, I love going on location, uh, but I've, I've written, you know, a number of things over the years. And sometimes I have to live through people like you, right? Like, I watch the videos online, I read the stuff, and then I kind of form in my mind what it would be like to go there. And then it's that added challenge that I'm writing about a place that I haven't been. Uh, but I definitely think if, if you have the means and you're able to do it, uh, just go on location, right? Like, uh, what was it? Um, Stephen King, I think when he was doing From a Buick 8, I think it was, traveled with like the main state police in the back of their like squad car for like six months or something. Um, so like you get these writers that write, they, they, they live it. Uh, and I think that's, that's pretty great. Um, 
All right, so continuing, you're a romance novelist, right? Pulling at the Stars is a romance novel, at least for this one, not necessarily maybe other works that you do won't be romance, but for this book, you know, what would you say to aspiring romance novelists, right? Is there a resource they should join? What should they read? Uh, you know, what do you recommend? So romance and love is all about feeling, right? You're feeling yeah. something. So I would just recommend reading things that make you feel something. And for me, it's reading. I love YA. I admit it. I love reading YA. And I love reading things that just make me bawl my eyes out. Okay. This gives me that. It puts me in that emotional <laughs> state. So I actually read a lot of like John Green. Oh my gosh. I cried through 80 pages of Fault in Our Stars. 80 pages I cried through, okay? I couldn't take, I couldn't handle it. Um, so just things that bring out the emotion, right? So it may not necessarily be, oh, read a bunch of romance novels to get lovey done. No, just bring out something that makes you feel something, you know? Um, and also read mm -hmm. what's popular. You know, it's popular for a reason, right? So read what's popular, kind of see what's out there, what's going on, and maybe see what you can bring to the table that's different than what's out there. Interesting. Um, huh. and I, I, interesting. I pulled this book from my shelf too, because I wanted to mention something, but I know. Okay. So we've got Elizabeth Gilbert. It's really bright in here. So you probably can't see, but it, this is Eat, Pray, Love. And she <laughs> mentioned something really cool in this book about, I think it was a friend of hers. She was a psychiatrist or a therapist, and she wanted to offer therapy to these Cambodian refugees. Um, that have experienced really terrible things like just genocide and, and rape and, and starvation and like horrible stuff in like these refugee camps, right? But when they came in to get this therapy, they kept talking about like, oh, I fell in love with this guy and now he's seeing my cousin and like, I don't know what to do with that. Like my heart is so broken. And they're like, even in like the worst tragedy you can imagine, there's still romance it's great mm. so find where romance can kind of come from a tragedy and you'll have a story you know I mean? it's interesting you say that because i remember uh you know he was my mentor uh da chen uh said right that uh every story is uh, a romance story mm -hmm. you know every story is a love story uh, and I could, I, it's always, it's not always the case, but I think just about everything, right? All, all the great things that we tend to gravitate toward have some element of love, right? And redemption and hope. And uh, I think in romance novels, especially pulling at the stars, you capture that idea of, of uh, hope, right? Right at the, the, the center of it. And that's what, gra that's what gravitated me toward the project because I don't typically, admittedly, I don't read a lot of romance novels, right? Um, and in fact, I think I told you when you'd pitch this to me, my, my barometer is actually my mom. Uh, she loves romance, loves it. And I had this book and I took a look at it, right? You had already had it published. And I was looking, I was like, I feel like this is something. I go, but I'm not the expert. So I always, first thing, right, in, in business, publishing, everything, know that you don't know everything and try to surround yourself with people that do. Uh, and in this case, my mom's a romance novelist. I gave her your book. Um, she couldn't put it down. She goes, you have to publish that book. And I was like, wow, really? And, I, and then I got paid more attention, really read it, paid close attention to it. Um, 
followed some of my mom's actual notes on it. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is great. But it is at the heart of it. It's that hope. Uh, and I think that's beautiful. Right. All right. Uh, so uh, as a first time author, right. Um, what do you have for others trying to get published? Right. It's something I like to ask. Um, I asked last week with Nick, I'm asking you today, what's your secret? It sounds so cliche because it is, but it's also cliche because it's true. You just have to keep trying. You can't stop because if you stop, then you're definitely never going to make it right because you've stopped. And if you keep going, it might take some time, but if you keep going, at least there's that chance that you'll, you'll make it just keep writing. Yeah, absolutely. And in your case, I, I, what I've always appreciated is the business mindset that you bring to publishing, right? So even I, I remember when we met, I'd, I was speaking at that conference and you came up to me after and not a lot of people, you know, some people come over and they go, oh, thank you. They take the card. You came over and you were very active about, look, I've, I've done X, Y, and Z. This is my plan in place. You know, I would love to just uh, chat sometime. No pressure. You, you were like very natural and organic about the process and um, that, and then you did a follow-up and that, to me showed that you were serious about the business of publishing because you could be the best writer in the room, but if you don't know how to sell yourself and sell your book, it'll never get found. Exactly. Uh, and I really appreciated uh, as a first time author, right? That you were very hungry about the process. And uh, I think that's a takeaway for people. Absolutely. Um, and lastly, all right, uh, coffee or tea, right? <laughs> oh boy, it has to be coffee. coffee. It is coffee. All right. coffee. Although I do enjoy peppermint tea and I grow it in my garden because mint grows like a weed. So I'll hack it off and I'll dry it out and crumble it up, put it in those little tea things. And, but All right. All right. It caught, All right. What I make every morning is coffee. <laughs> okay. One quote, motto, song, something that gets you up each day. Oh, okay. So I'm a mother of two young children and Disney plus is on all the time and one movie we love to watch is finding nemo so i would say dory just keep swimming that is my motto <laughs> that's good that's good all right and uh lastly one final parting piece of advice or tip for uh viewers well be your authentic self if writing or uh, painting or being a teacher or whatever it is that you're aspiring to be or do, be your authentic self. Don't do anything else. Just you do what your heart is telling you to do. Authenticity. I like that. All right. So be sure to check out Pulling at the Stars, available wherever books are sold in paperback, ebook, and because of uh, Tantor Media, also audio. So check out uh, audible.com. Uh, I'm a big fan of the audio version. So uh, I love it. Listen to it at moment, you know, working out and all those things. So thank you again today, Beth. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for everyone watching.